Introduction You don't dictate end states from the air. You can't control territory. You can't influence people. You can't maintain lines of control after you've established them. That will take a ground force. Chief of Staff of the Air Force, General Mark A. Welsh III, responding to comments about the U.S. response to the Islamic State of Iraq and Syria. ISIS, January 15, 2015. Perhaps the most difficult problem posed by contemporary warfare, all in all, is the difficulty of achieving a stable, secure ending to it. James Turner Johnson, Morality and Contemporary Warfare. Success in war ultimately depends on the consolidation of political order, which requires control over territory and the hard work of building local governmental institutions. In recent years, the challenge of rebuilding political order in Iraq and Afghanistan dominated national security debates. The failure to consolidate military gains extended both wars, and as costs in blood and treasure mounted, Americans engaged in fundamental and ongoing arguments over the structure and purpose of the American military. Since the emergence of the United States as a global power with global interests, military and civilian leaders have grappled with the problem of how to link effectively the destruction and violence that is war to the reconstitution of new forms of order. Even though U.S. ground forces have engaged in activities necessary for political consolidation during and following wars for most of the country's 250-year history, the lessons from these experiences remain elusive. Despite the recurring operational challenges associated with shaping the political landscape during and following combat operations, U.S. military and political leaders have consistently failed to devote appropriate attention and resources to organizing for the political requirements of military interventions. For a variety of political, historical, and cultural reasons, the challenge of assessing whether and how U.S. political objectives could be achieved and the development of an operational capability to make those outcomes more likely has eluded the United States. The problem is not just a military one, but one rooted in deep-seated civilian ambivalence as well. Because in the United States it is civilian leaders who ultimately drive policy and strategy in wartime, one might expect lessons from those earlier experiences to have shaped U.S. approaches to recent wars. Both our military and civilian leaders, however, consistently overlook the lessons of past experiences. Rather than confronting the complexity of how to reconstitute political order following war, the American experience in the post-9-11 period has led to a strong desire to avoid the deployment of ground forces altogether, regardless of the consequences for international order or U.S. interests. Yet the messy interplay of what Thucydides called the fear, honor, and interests that combust into war is likely to remain outside the control of leaders who desire to avoid armed conflict. In the disordered world of the 21st century, Civilian leaders will face decisions about whether to use military force to advance U.S. foreign policy goals or to protect American vital interests. These momentous decisions involving the use of force and the risk to those who fight will require an understanding that war is more than military action and that military efforts must be combined with diplomacy, communications, and economic initiatives to achieve sustainable political outcomes. To wage war effectively, 
civilian and military leaders must operate as successfully on political battlegrounds as they do on the physical. As the difficulties encountered in Iraq and Afghanistan revealed, integrating efforts across those battlegrounds is essential to success in war. America's recent experiences in Iraq and Afghanistan were not aberrational. American civilian and military leaders, as they had in the past, vastly underestimated the complexity and criticality of the political dimensions of armed conflict. Indeed, the need to work with local and national actors to restore stability and basic order was consistent with America's experience in virtually all previous conflicts. The political turmoil that followed the collapse of the Taliban and Saddam Hussein regimes and the associated need to consolidate political order were present in the so-called small wars of the 1930s as well as the world wars.